Good afternoon. Good to see everybody. Feeling a little better. So this afternoon we're going to offer a, a mindfulness practice, a, another type of Vipassana practice um, that is probably something we wouldn't have done on the first day. So now that you guys have settled in and are learning your way around a bit and finding um, finding your way through your own present time experience, we're going to bring mindfulness to the mind itself. What is going on in the mind? And usually when we think of the mind, we mostly associate the mind with thinking, which is a, a little bit of a later category, which would be so, which would be like mindfulness of mental objects or habits or activities. But we're going to try to just back it into this, uh, what's happening in the mind that's meditating. And what is the filter? So the, this aspect of mindfulness is really kind of what is the filter that the mind is looking through right now. And it's a, it's a very subtle way of practicing, but it's also a very interesting way that to practice. And it's, not, it's, so it's more about what is the, the field of awareness in which the thoughts are arising in. What is the attitude of mind? Is the, is the way that I, the way that I hold it, and we we talked much about that in the earlier parts of the week of, of attitude of mind, the attitude of practice, and so we could even say, what is the appearance of experience? How is this moment appearing to me? And the mind does have oftentimes a sense of it's discolored. It's, we're not seeing clearly much of the time, even though we're sitting here moment after moment trying to see clearly, um, we oftentimes aren't because there's, there's a type of filter. It's almost like my, my glasses here. Like if I come in here with my glasses on and I don't know that my glasses are on, I can't see you guys so good. I'm like, why can't I see everybody so good? It's just weird. I've been able to see everybody quite fine the whole time. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't know that I was looking through this. So this is like the filter. What am I looking through? How am I looking? What is the attitude of the awareness? And there's essentially really three specific, uh, three specific attitudes that we're looking for specifically in the Buddhist teachings around mindfulness of mind or mindfulness of mind states, mental states. Um, we could say uh, emotion is part of this aspect of mindfulness. Is there an emotional filter color? Am I looking through, uh, is my awareness colored with a sense of fear? Am I, is my filter of awareness colored with a sense of, of sadness or anger? And emotions are not present in every mind state. They're not always there. We're not always emotional. But we always will recognize that there tends to be a type of uh, mental attitude that precipitates everything. And so the thoughts that I'm thinking, they, they arise in this field, in this landscape, where they're, they're colored by a, a type of an attitude. I don't know about you, like if I wake up in the morning with a bad mood. You ever wake up in a bad mood? And your thinking life is just kind of negative and not so great. 
Well, the, the mood has some influence over the thinking, surely. Vice versa, if I wake up in, in a good mood and I'm happy and I feel good and I'm wide awake, then my, my thinking is different, takes on a different form, doesn't it? So there's lots of ways we could, we could talk about this. We could say it's the attitude of mind, we could say it's the mood, the emotion, the temperament, disposition. And we can actually see this clearly in, in real time. If we, if we look, if we hearken just right, we can see, oh, what is the attitude that I'm practicing in right now? And there's been much encouragement already to practice with an attitude of kindness and compassion and forgiveness. So that way there's, there's some heart focus, there's some presence of heart there, so we um, practicing in a way that is uh, in a, a mind state or an attitude of harmlessness. And in this particular practice, we're actually looking for defilements or we're looking for um, things that obstruct. We're looking for these very common forces of greed, hatred, and delusion. So we just look to see, is, is that there? Is there any sense of that in the mind right now? And this gives us the basis for the whole landscape in which the mental activities will occur. If I have greed in my mind, then I'm, my thoughts are associated with a sense of wanting or reaching for. Is there a greedy feeling for pleasant? I want pleasant. How many times are you sitting here just thinking, oh, if, this, if this was more pleasant, it would be so much better for me. <laughs> How do I make it more pleasant? Where's the pleasant volume switch? You know, I'll be fighting over that one. I'll be a line around the door. You know, so we just want to look and see is that quality, is that attitude actually present in the mind? And it's a strong word, but the Buddha uses these words of greed, hatred, and delusion. And because if we if we step back and we look at what we what I spoke about before about this pleasure pain dichotomy, and really our neurobiological system is that we 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 cling and we're greedy for and we want to have that which is pleasant. And we are hateful and angry towards and resistant and aversive towards that which is unpleasant. And if it's neutral or neither, we just kind of get delusional. We just sort of think, daydream, fantasize, wander. I don't know that for me. I'm really talking oftentimes have meditation sessions where I'm just letting my mind think. And I'm like, I'm not hurting anybody right now. This is totally fine. <laughs> Nobody can even tell that I'm thinking right now. Anyway, <laughs> I look so present <laughs> as I plan all the retreats I'm going to do next summer. <laughs> What's the big deal? And so we we want to be able to recognize these these attitudes. These uh, and there's a lot of ways to talk about it because it's a very subtle aspect of our experience, isn't it? But I, I like the word attitude because I feel like we oftentimes can really find the attitude that we're practicing. And it's not that hard to recognize any uh, type of a mental attitude. And in this practice, uh, in this mindfulness of the mind, which used to confuse me, I'm like, mindfulness of the mind? But really these mental states and mental attitudes, 
We want to be able to see the presence of things. We want to be able to see if there is wanting or greed in the mind, or if there is not. We want to be able to see, is there anger or hatred, resistance in the mind, or is there not? Is there delusion in the mind, which is the hardest one to see? Because delusion, by its very nature, it's very hard to know when you're delusional. <laughs> I usually find that other people like to point that out to me, and I don't particularly care for it so much. <laughs> it's totally delusional. Okay, now I just have hatred towards you. <laughs> Thank you. I was just doing fine just a minute ago that you said I was delusional. So we want to be able to, to recognize the, the presence and absence of these, of these experiences. And one of the things that we also want to be careful about, of course, greed, hatred, and delusion, are, we would probably put them under the category of derogatory terminology. But there's so much emphasis in the meditative tradition about being able to recognize these things. It's more about objectively monitoring, monitoring these qualities of mind, these forces of mind, is the way I like to think about it. That they're forces in the mind. They're not your fault. So one thing we have to be very careful of as we begin to recognize whether we are being... Um, being uh, colored or filtered by greed, hatred, or delusion, that we don't start to think that, we're, that there's something wrong with us or that we're bad for having that state of mind. So it, it's about an objective type of monitoring where we just want to recognize what is it like in the greedy mind? What is the greedy mind like? How is the appearance of experience colored? when there's greed in the mind. What is that like? Oftentimes there's 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 an anxiety associated with that, a wanting, an anticipating, a planning. And these forces in the mind, what they do is they they are really what kicks the thinking in. There's There's a wanting. And you know, Cheryl read the other night the, the Sutta on the Two Darts. And uh, where it clearly says that the uninstructed worldling, which you are not uninstructed worldlings anymore, so that's that's a leg up. (laughs) (laughs) The uninstructed worldling knows no other way, knows no other way to deal with pain than to seek pleasure. That's the only strategy that they have. And they know of no other option. And when we start to think about maybe our culture in a bigger light and our own conditioning in a bigger light. That there, that there's certainly, especially nowadays, there's certainly a, an addiction to distraction. I'm addicted to being distracted. And so if, I, if, I'm, if I'm having a, even a low, low-grade unpleasant feeling... I'm going to reach most likely for my phone because that's always seems to be right, right handy. Or something to eat or something to watch. And so we, we might recognize that that, that that can be almost a greedy uh, type of force in the mind that, that something about in here is too hard. Or maybe it's not even too hard. Maybe we're just bored. Or we just are suffering from a low-grade sense of lack or ordinariness. 
And so that feeling or attitude is just enough for me to broadcast my attention into my sense doors and seek outward something that would be better than would be better than this. And in that moment, you know, there's this coloration that's filtered in the mind of greed, and then the thinking kicks in into the thing that would would um, make the greed satisfied, and then there's the action of picking up the phone or opening the app or just this one. I think that like in 20,000 years, people's thumbs are going to be like long, they're going to be like skinny, long and skinny. <laughs> so we want to be careful that we don't start to use this particular practice as a way to um, give ourselves a hard time about the fact that we might be recognizing that there's lots of aversion in the mind, a lot of resistance in the mind hatred, the Buddha calls it, which is a very strong word, but, you know, hatred, if we, if we, if we back it down into, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the moment of mild irritation, uh, there's the sense of being frustrated by that irritation, there's a sense of having aversion towards that irritation, there's a sense of not really wanting that irritation, and then the hatred kind of, it gains momentum, doesn't it? It gains these, 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 these attitudes and these forces in the mind, they gain momentum on us. Where one moment we could be sitting here mostly just present and okay, and then moments later we find ourselves in a strong, a strong sense of, of, of wanting or not wanting or just thinking. And so if we can drop, the thing that's tricky I think perhaps, is if we can drop, drop the mental habits and the activities and drop the thinking and kind of feel into the field of awareness that's kind of, it's hard, it's not like you can't, you can't like, touch it. But you can sense it actually. And kind of hearken and kind of and then feeling uh, there might be tension in the body, there might be some anticipation. For me I experience greed as a strong sense of anticipation. I'm anticipating. Impatience, waiting, waiting for something to happen. Oh man, sitting here for half an hour is something good gonna happen. Please, anything. And there's that wanting quality in the mind. And so we could say, but I'll try to use the instructions in a way that's very simple. We could say that if we look and we practice, we could ask the question, am I waiting for something to happen right now? As a, as a way and a methodology to see if there might be some greed in the mind. System impatience some wanting, some grasping. Do I feel almost my awareness trying to like broadcast out of my senses to get something? And then the hatred or the aversion, we could say, is often experienced as waiting for something to go away. Am I waiting for something to go away? Wanting this to be different? Kind of, I love Cheryl's analogy of the scrunched up face, which is what I would do, it's like, <laughs> my knees better stop hurting, and it's just kind of that, like, we kind of almost can get in this attitude, we're just going to power through this session. Yeah. I've powered through many, 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 many <laughs> meditation practices. 
And oftentimes it can be a, a feeling of, I just got to get through this, man. I just got to. The bell will ring eventually in permanence any second. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I feel that way about life, you know. Sometimes I feel like life is this thing I just got to get through. If I could just get through life, then I could just die, and it would just be so much <laughs> <laughs> I always used to laugh when people say that like, with older people would always say, oh, life, life goes by fast. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not going that fast. <laughs> it's taking forever. <laughs> and that can be a, a force in the mind of just really like wanting this particular session or moment to be done. And again, it has, it has, it has everything from a, from a low-grade sense of irritation all the way to just full-blown this needs to be different, man. This just needs to be different. It's that chasing experience, chasing the body. It's unbearable. And then in, in the ways that we could look at delusion, I think that's probably most pragmatic, is just asking that question, am I fully in touch with my experience? Because delusional is sort of a perpetual wandering, kind of low-grade daydreaming, in the mind where we're just kind of spacing out, kind of staring at the breath from the sideline. Like, I'm sitting, I'm totally present. And there's that kind of sleepy daydream. So we can just ask the question, am I here? Am I fully in touch with my experience right now? And that gets us back. That gets us back looking for this, this attitude of the mind. So before we do the practice, if you want to just stand for a moment or two, just let your body... So we'll start and end with the bell. Simply beginning by stabilizing your attention in the sitting body. So there's a stable attention, a presence of the body and the sensations of the body.
bringing awareness to the in and out breath as part of the body, a way of stabilizing the attention and focus. And allowing the awareness to widen, to have some width in the experience by letting the mind spread out through the experience of hearing, of sound, listening outward. to see if you can open and bring your attention right to the quality of awareness itself. Awareness of awareness. Mindfulness of the mind. not allowing your attention to land any place in particular, but to just see if you can begin to rest in the open field of awareness itself. Just resting in awareness.
If your attention gets pulled into specific sound, sensation, thought, just let that go. And return, resting in this open field, expansive, present time awareness of the mind itself. Simply bringing a closer investigation and inquiry into the mind. And to just feel into that field of awareness and to see if you can recognize greed in the mind. Is there greed in my mind right now? A sense of wanting, waiting, impatient. the mind seeking for a pleasant experience. Just continue to practice with the question, am I waiting for something to happen? something to have a, a wanting quality in the mind. And to just continue to inquire to see if that is present or if it is not present. continue to inquire, is there any force of greed, of wanting 
anticipation in the mind, or not recognizing the presence or absence of the force of greed in the mind itself. Am I waiting for something to happen? Is there any force or quality of greed in the mind right now, or not? Just looking to see the presence or absence of that attitude, force in the mind. Allowing yourself to rest in this open field of awareness to see if there's any hatred in the mind. Is there any force or quality in the mind of resistance, pushing away, a tightness, a hatred? Is that anywhere to be seen or felt? You can inquire simply by asking the question, 
Am I waiting for something to go away? Is there something in my experience that I'm just waiting for it to be gone? Irritated, frustrated, resisting. Am I waiting for something to go away or not? Is that quality present in the mind or not? Continue to feel into the quality of awareness itself, the force of experience, the push-pull of the mind. Is there greed in my mind? Is there hatred in my mind? And if you find either of these qualities are present, you can just extend some metta towards those. May I be at ease with greed? May I be at ease with my impatience, my wanting. May I be at ease with hatred, resistance, aversion. May I be at, uh, may I be at ease with the mind just as it is right now. And now the mind is like this. May I be at ease with whatever force, whatever quality is present in my mind.
and continuing to check back in, noticing that these forces change. They're impermanent, they don't last. And recognizing the presence or absence of greed or hatred in the mind. Am I waiting for something to happen? Am I waiting for something to go away? Or not? An opening to see if you can experience this third category of delusion, the most challenging one to recognize. Am I just wandering through thoughts and memories? Making plans, thinking. Do you ask the question, am I fully in touch? with my experience. Am I here? Am I fully in touch with my experience? Or not? Continuing to bring kindness towards whatever state of mind you are in. May I be at ease with the mind just as it is. May I be kind and friendly and at ease with the mind that wants. The greedy mind. May I be at ease with the mind that pushes away. That doesn't want, that resists. May I be at ease with the mind that hates. May I be at ease with the mind that's distracted, that thinks, that daydreams, 
and imagine some other moment to have or be. May I be at ease with the mind of delusion. Breathing in, breathing out, resting in awareness itself, and inquiring, asking directly, am I waiting for something to happen? Am I waiting for something to go away? Am I fully in touch with my experience? Am I here? And also calling to mind this meta-quality, meta-mind. To be at ease with the mind, however the mind is. To befriend the mind. continuing to bring some restfulness, (coughs) some arrival into awareness itself, to just watch, to be present for any of these forces in the mind, the presence or absence of these qualities.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.